The Knees of Mother Brown West Ham podcast. The Knees of Mother Brown West Ham podcast is sponsored by BombettaLondon.com. Italian food, Snaresbrook Station. Get in there. It's meat and cheese together as it should be. You can make a reservation by going to BombettaLondon.com. Hello and welcome to the News of Other Brown West Ham podcast series five, episode four. Joining us here in the studio, she is back, the queen of Soccer Saturday. It's Bianca Westwood. Hello, guys. How are you? Yeah, really well to be back. Good. Not so well to be discussing West Ham. No, no, not at all. But I, you know me, I'm always positive. Yeah. So I'm going to put a spin on all the uh, <laughs> the negativity that you throw my way. Good, good. All right. And also a man joining us for his debut, and we don't have many debuts these days, of West Ham Fan TV. It's Nicky Hawkins. This has been a long time coming. It's yeah, as mate. Right. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. And um, I mean, we, are we going to see from you an outburst uh, on the same level as Dom, the star of West Ham fan TV? <laughs> no, Dom's Dom's a different category. He's a different kettle of fish. Um, <laughs> I might have a little rant though because I, I've I've got some things to say, but um, not on the level of Dom. Though. No, no one can get near Dom. <laughs> good, good to hear. Well, we'll be talking on this episode about uh, some breaking news, which I'll mention in a second. But also the what the Watford result, absolute disaster. Um, we'll be talking about West Ham fan TV, how that's going, uh, and then a really turn of the much-loved feature relegation watch is going to be back and then uh, we'll discuss discuss the board are they doing a good job how do they compare to previous boards uh, and then we'll have some West Brom away predictions but we've got some breaking news this evening uh, West Ham have banned 13 fans from the club's new home for life following disturbances in the crowd during Saturday's 4-2 defeat to Watford. West Ham support- supporters fought amongst themselves and also clashed with stewards and Watford fans in what was just the Hammers' second Premier League game at the London Stadium. Um, Nicky, you were there. Matty Lawless has been tweeting about it. Yeah. Um, it's been in the papers. It was even mentioned on Match of the Day. What is going on? What is going on? Oh, I think it's a mixture of things. It's... Were you anywhere near it? First of all, yeah, I was. I was just above it. Right. I was just above the, the the main part in the East Stand that was um, that was all kicking off. And I think it's a mixture of things. It's people think we're losing our heritage. People think we're losing our culture. People think we're losing our. We've lost our home. Um, they're not really taking to the stadium. They've got obviously people there now, security guards and stewards that are not used to dealing with football crowds and not used to um, the, the the culture and the tribalism of football crowds and they, I think they're just making a, a mess of it and I think the, the, the anger and the frustration is being spilled over to each other mm. Bianca can you think of any time in West Ham's history where there's been such a focus on West Ham fans fighting each other no I don't think I've ever seen anything like it before mm. and I know you say all that but I don't think that excuses any grown no of course not man no. mm. adult I don't think there were any women fighting, but so we'll, we'll say men. We can't rule it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, fighting amongst themselves in front of kids. I just think it is absolutely pathetic. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, and I don't care what your reasons are. You just shouldn't be doing it. No, no, I don't condone it at all. Mm. I, I must say that. But that's why I think it's happening. I'm not saying it yeah. should be happening. Yeah. It's just why I think it's happening so. and the other weird thing is like if you go on KUB and you go on the forum there's a whole thread about this kind of infighting and there's there's apparently two tribes at war with each other standers versus sitters <laughs> um, Nikki, do you prefer to stand or sit in your life and at West Ham uh, sit 
I've got a seat there. I'm going to use it. I pay yeah. pay good money for that seat. <laughs> um, I mean, oh, the amount of times I've gone on the road and. You know, when you go away, it's more um, prominent because we're in the upper tier and people don't stand up there. We're, we're um, you know, uh, can see the pitch pretty well. Um, when I go away, I, everyone's standing up. I've got to stand up and my feet ache by the end of it. I don't know why he would want to, to be honest, all the time. But um, I can see why they do at certain points of the game. But no, I, I prefer to sit. That's where I stand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bianca, is sitting versus standing as a debate a bit of nonsense um i don't think it's nonsense because i think there are legitimate uh, reasons and issues for people who do want to stand and that's the whole safe standing thing that's another story entirely but i just think you can't in an arena like that you can't just be a couple of guys standing in the middle of the stand it, i mean it's it's inconsiderate there there are people who can't see behind you if you're sort of towards the back of the stand and there's a big group of you and you're all okay with standing then fair enough but i don't know then perhaps should have been a family enclosure where Mm. all the kids were kind of grouped together that maybe should have been looked at and it just seems to me you know all of these issues haven't really been thought through by whoever has organised the whole thing. And, you know, people who like standing should all be stood together somewhere, but then you're not allowed to. Mm. So mm. I think it is an issue that should be discussed. I think David Gold has mentioned it. He is in the process of, you know, trying to organise discussions about it. But I just think at the moment, you know, while you're not allowed to stand, it's you, you've got to sit down. Yeah. Especially if you're sort of towards the front and you've got people behind you. It's just, you know, I don't know. If, I don't think there's any easy answer to this. Mm. But at the end of the day, if you're an adult, um, you shouldn't be resorting to violence just because someone's told you to sit down. If if uh, you're standing up, mm-hmm. you're the one person standing up, a steward comes to you and says, sit down, you don't, and you get thrown out, isn't that bang, you bang to rights? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um the thing about that is there are points where people are going to stand yeah. um, there's mm. points in a game where yeah. if you're in an attack and people you know you, you naturally stand I'll do it even if I'm yeah. in the upper tier I you think naturally that's acceptable stand up, you're getting ready to cheer um, and then when it's all over you all sit down sit again down didn't we again. do that at Upton yeah. Park that's exactly what we yeah. did at Upton Park yeah <laughs> and um, I think as Bianca said there is no easy answer you know what do you do you have to you have to sit down yeah. you know that's that's the rules um, who they're... are these people that want to stand up for the whole match anyway where were they at Upton Park were they all stood in the Bobby Moore yeah, Lower yeah it's pretty much the Bobby Moore Lower yeah Chav Corner yeah I, I, I used to sit in the Bobby Moore Lower we, we used <laughs> to um, <laughs> we used to stand in the Bobby Moore Lower the um, whole game yeah, mostly because mm. everyone was doing it. I yeah. mean, you felt a bit left out if you wasn't, you know. Yeah. You'd, you'd look a bit of a prat if you was the only one sitting down in the middle of, of the whole stand. But, you know, with the relocation becomes, you know, the new people, the new breed of fan coming in, the new the new people that maybe have never had a season ticket before. Mm. The prices are very um, similar to what they were in the Bobby Moore lower and, and you're getting a better, you know, the East stand, it used to be something like £1,000 and now it's £500. So... Yeah. Yeah, you're getting everyone sort of picking them. What they need to do, I think, in the short term, maybe suggest that people, if they want to 
sort of stand I know you're not allowed to but maybe move them back a bit and move everyone that don't want to stand forward and then you won't get these problems but yeah, there is no season answer. ticket holders though, yeah, but that's, that's, so then that's the that problem. has to be a massive reorganisation massive it's a massive massive job but it's not going to get done for a couple of years at least no. and then I think that's when people will um, and I always foresee these problems I foresaw that people go to places and it's, it's that you're feeling out something so if you're with a bunch of standers and you want to sit next season you can say I don't want to sit there anymore Yeah. and then the standers sort of congregate together yeah. everyone that wants to stand will, will mm. end up in one place but as you said a family enclosure that is a massive miss a massive yeah. miss from. I don't Stadium. understand why that wasn't thought about yeah we had that Upton Park I mean yeah. you're going backwards if you're not putting it in the in, in yeah. the new stadium you know yeah um I knew there would be teething problems, though. Yeah. But these are quite serious, mm. aren't they? People mm. getting banned for something as stupid as, you know, not sitting down and then fighting. It's it's a shame, really. And it's putting us in the media for all the wrong reasons. Exactly. You know? Once again, you know, after the... I mean, you can never you. go and see your team again just because... I, I know. Of, uh, that is yeah. just shocking. I was 13 people banned for life. I was I talking to Ryan, and I was, I was thinking to myself... Just for the sake of standing up, to never be able to go and see him again. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. And I'm like, just sit I'm down. Like, yeah, just well, sit down. Well, you hope that that really has sort of served as a lesson to everybody else. Yeah. Such know. a harsh, harsh when, lesson to learn. Of course. But when, I mean, I'm not saying that they don't have, you know, um, the right to an opinion on standing up. It's just that the rules are. And, uh, you have the to rules sit down. are the rules, you know? and there don't seem to be but, enough stewards enforcing, you know. And oh, it's, it is just a bit of a mess. But I, I think as the season progresses, I think it will improve. Come, uh, yeah, the club it, will get it right. Yeah, yeah, it'll it, take time. Yeah, but I thought as well with the Bobby Moore lower, no, they're like the lower tee. No one seemed to be. No stewards were going down to tell them to sit, sit down, and there no. was like. So it's, it is just that little corner of the East End, like the, where the East End meets the Bobby Moore Lowe. Maybe that is the problem then, you know, because when when I see, what was it, the last game, Bournemouth, the mm. last league game was Bournemouth, mm. um, and I see these, you know, loads of stewards come down where we sit, mm. just in front of where we sit to start telling them to sit down. And all I can see is people is pointing to the Bobby Moore and pointing to the away fans, and all they're saying is, why aren't you telling them to sit down? Yeah. And, it, you know, it's, it's just silly. I mean... You shouldn't have to be talking about standing and ban. Like, I think a lot of life ban is excessive. I think what they could have done. If you're fighting, done, though. If you're yeah. fighting, definitely you should have a life ban. But if 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 these life bans have been given for sitting, uh, for standing, sorry, and not sitting, um, then I think that's a bit excessive. They maybe could give you a little sort of free strike mm. policy, like you yeah. know you've been seeing. And as I said uh, on a video what we done earlier, actually, the the way that they could deal with this is I think sending people in like a crack team to go and tell these people to sit down I think you'll get more success um, sort of sending them a, a letter on Monday morning perhaps when the beer's worn off mm. perhaps when they're away from the mob mentality and send them a letter saying look Mr so and so you've been seen standing if you do it again we're going to send you an another warning and if you do it again it's got like a five game ban yeah. and then see what happens with that yeah. sort of thing you know the, mm. the CCTV the, the, you know it's so advanced these days they can tell you know what you're texting in the stadium I'm sure yeah, yeah. Oh, what a ball ache though to have to sort of sift through and know. you know contact these people it's like grow up mm. really they need to start playing James don't they sit down <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking then Nikki when you said a crack team of people to convince people to sit down I was thinking maybe Paul McKenna <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Some, someone ridiculously charming 
like just like, play some sort of hypnosis over the channel <laughs> then they can stand up and sit down as as they please you know click of the fingers and we'll all stand up <laughs> yeah i mean it's difficult i mean so we've got this there's the fighting amongst the fans there's the sitting standing and then the other issue is the the away support and they're kind of climbing over there's like almost fights happening between home supporters and away supporters they're mixing freely allegedly within the ground i mean that's a shambles as well right that i've never known anything like that ever um that first off the section the partitioning between home and away fans is not big enough it's not big enough whatsoever um they've got a big at the moment they've got this big sort of tarpaulin going mm. over the some of the seats at the top take that away and put it down a section rather than having this you know this stuff mm. at the top um then you, you, you're giving a bigger segregation and you know it's it's harder to get over there I, I don't understand why this is covered up i know it's something to do with the um safety certificate but just put it up up the row you know mm. like we it used to happen at upton park right it used to get yeah. when tottenham and 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 chelsea and things used to come you used to have that big sort yeah. of betway banner going up the you know and then, now they've got one sort of space like this where one steward can fit and they're yeah. right next to each other you know it's, is it it's because, crazy because the club don't sort of own the stadium and they aren't sort of enforcing their rules their own rules it seems like there's something like that from what i've read on online because the club today had allegedly crisis talks with the yeah. um, with the, the the company who provides the stewards so you'd you'd think they're not happy with the service that's being provided no of course but if you've got no experience of that sort of thing i used to work i mean 17 18 years ago i used to work as a steward at west ham we used to work for an external oh my god we've got expert Ex yes. WHO employee. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I used to work in in that. I mean, I never done any work. I used to just sit there watching the game. I yeah. shouldn't admit that probably because I probably put in um, people's lives at risk probably. <laughs> but um, no, but I used to work in that sort of. And and you know they were very clear about what you had to do. Very clear. You know you had to watch the crowd. You had to watch for anything, um, any sort of disturbances or anything like that. Yeah. And you had to be up there very quickly. That's another thing that's not happening these sort of rows are, uh, are going on and they're not getting there quick enough you know yeah. and it's i mean how has a guy been allowed to climb up tarpaulin across and down by the time anyone's seen him mm. that's you know. crazy you know that's crazy. do the club have any control over that at all that's no. that's what concerns me well the, the, this is this is the thing um i think from what i understand it's um the people that own the stadium uh they're you know that all comes in as as our rent yeah. um but what i think they should have done is the problem is i've heard this from good sources as well coming over from everyone was offered the chance to come over from upton park to work for the new company that enforces the stadium um but the pay is a lot less so only about a third of the people that worked at upton park took that up mm. so what i thought they should have done is i think that west ham should have still employed the um the stewards and bought them in and integrated them within the, um, you know, the, I'm not saying sack anyone from the London Stadium for, mm. you know, w whatever reason, but, you know, maybe pair them up. You yeah. know, once somebody who's, who's used to dealing with that, you know, you've got some of them people, them stewards that left last year that have been dealing with the same crowds for 30 years. Yeah. They know the people, they know the culture, um, and it doesn't seem like these people do. They're, they're used to athletics and concerts. Yeah. And I think that's that's don't part know of the what football fans are no. like then, clearly. But, I mean, yeah. it is a serious issue because people's lives are 
uh, at risk. At yeah, risk. of course they are. Yeah, it is a disaster waiting to happen if it continues in the same way. But yeah. hopefully, after these crisis talks, then you know you, you they'll get it right with experience. But you just hope that nothing sort of happens, happens in the meantime to, to, to kick it to kick start it yeah. that's, that's the problem I was just saying to Chris outside um, the problems that we've had I know that there was always going to be teething problems with you know we've had Bournemouth and Watford mm. if that home game that away game against Chelsea would have been at home I think we would have seen real yeah. real problems you know mixing in the same concourses there there were West Ham fans getting let into the Bournemouth turnstiles if that would have been at home that that Premier League fixture list would have come and said, right, Chelsea at home first instead of the away game. I think oh. there could have been real trouble. Yeah. Real trouble. Yeah. Oh. Well, we can only hope they get it sorted out. Yeah. But it's also interesting to note how many people on Twitter have become experts on stewarding. And I think <laughs> it's really good to have that refreshing conversation <laughs> about stewarding and what stewards should do. I've never thought about it. I've never <laughs> been to West Ham and gone, I wonder what that steward's doing. I wonder what he's thinking. What I don't like I as do. well, we're becoming that club that nobody likes. Yeah. And that's it's, that's never been West Ham, mm. really. It is a bit like... Yeah, that's true. Friends, We've all got friends who support different clubs, and it's like, that. this is the thing they're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's, a it's a bit embarrassing. Mm. So yeah, if you want to get in touch with the show to discuss <laughs> this, here's how you can do so. Get in touch with the show. Email podcast at kumb.com. Get on the forum at KUMB.com or follow your hosts, your lovely hosts on Twitter. Beautiful people, lovely, one of your own. Bianca is at B double E Westwood. Chris is at CJ Skull, and that's with a C, not a K, a C, because he's special. <laughs> Come on, you irons. Cool. All right. Well, uh, on to more happier news. Um, Watford uh, beat us 4 2 at uh, the London Stadium. Shambles, but I mean, let's just talk about the first half hour and really dwell on that. Can we just leave it there, after? <laughs> <laughs> um, Nikki? Good start, right? I mean, the other thing to point out as well: the atmosphere when we were two 0 up, when Payet had done that Rabona assist, it was brilliant. I thought this is this is great. Mm. This is going to be good. Pick up the story. Oh, <laughs> it was just total capitulation, wasn't it? Mm. I think the signs were there. Um, before that because I thought we started very well our attacking play in the first 40 minutes was brilliant it was some of the best I've seen I mean the little flicks the Rabonas the uh, Masuaku was getting up and down that wing and he mm. was taking people on like no one's business um, and then but I thought Watford had a few chances there was one where they missed um, at 1-0 um, just after we'd scored actually uh, it came rolling across the box and I think Igalo hit it wide yeah. but the signs were there early on that there was danger they were, they're they a dangerous team Watford I mean I think I was speaking to Robbie that Arsenal played them last week and he was saying you know the second half they came out at them like a different team and I think they've got them players they've got yeah. Dini and Igalo up front and that can cause anyone trouble yeah Anybody Well, Gallo had been on a gold drought, hadn't he? So yeah. it's like, of course, he plays West Ham. Yeah. <laughs> plays West Ham, isn't he? I think, uh, I mean, Troy Deeney did say afterwards, didn't he? He said that the whole Rabona thing and the flicks and that kind of really got up their nose. I know. I didn't even notice it that much. I thought, well, this is West Ham now. I bet. Mm. But on reflection, yeah, it was a bit crazy to be a bit acting like that, maybe. But I th- like, the main thing I take away from that game, that the, the defence... We have got such major, massive problems. I think yeah. Slav said after the match, we're not going to win a game if we defend like that. No. Mm. Is it a worry for you, Nicky? Uh, I think Ogbonna come back in was is the is the major um, 
change that could be made. I don't think yeah. it was. I love Jin. I love yeah. him to pieces. I mean, he was one of my favourite players there. Um, but just didn't have a great game. Did wasn't he? wasn't a great day at the office. I, I watched back the goals, and he was just in no man's land for all four, mm. really. And um, my, I, I'd like to say it was a bad day at the office. Maybe age is catching up for to him a little bit. Yeah. Um, Tompkins going isn't great, is it? When you when you no. think about it, it, it now, but you've also got. A right back situation. We haven't got a right back. Byram's playing there. Um, well, he's a right back, but he's a very. Uh, it, it's obvious that yeah, Billich didn't. He want will to, be very good. Yeah, he will be a brilliant player. Yeah. But it's obvious that Billich with Antonio playing right didn't want to play him now, yeah. and he he's obviously sees him in um, in training and, and, and feels that he, he still needs a bit of work. Arbeloa coming in would be massive. Yeah, um, he'll control the defence. You know, he's won everything in the game. He knows, yeah. um, but. I don't think it was Ginger's game. It wasn't Ginger's mm. game, and Adrian had a stinker as well. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. Bianca, let's talk about him. I mean, would you drop him? Has he has he performed badly um, enough to get dropped? No, I don't think yeah. you can drop him after one game. Um, I mean, he has sometimes he's got a rick in him, hasn't mm. he? But then, so many keepers have nowadays. You know, who's solid? De Gea probably. You know, I mean, look at uh, Man City's new keeper. He had an he absolute was stink bomb, didn't he? So, <laughs> you know, th- these things are going to happen and sometimes it all kind of conspires against you and it all happens in the same... Winston Reid didn't have a brilliant game either, really, mm. did he? And I think um, I think it was just one of those games and I think they'll probably be well-drilled by the time they get but to But before, I think before we start panicking... Um, remember, we I know we, we, we got good points on the road last season, but we've been away to Man City and Chelsea. Yeah, We beat Bournemouth, but just remember Bournemouth from last year. We was all panicking there, weren't we? we was all, oh yeah, my we goodness, had a shocker, we, didn't we, early? We they were booing within 12, yeah. 15, yeah. 15 minutes, wasn't it? Something like that. So. And what happened? And the less, yeah. He turned it all around. But this is a big test for Billich as well. This is yeah. a big test. This is the first time when he's had that sort of bad run of results. Obviously, things off the pitch ain't going great either. Um, I think this is. I think this is where he learns. Though I think mm. he learns from these things. I think that's that's the type of manager he is. Yeah. Um, in terms of positives, good to see Payet back. Antonio still obviously yeah. in great form. Lanzini. Mm. Lanzini. Payet. Well, I mean, he's worth the admission fee alone, isn't he? Yeah. I mean that flick for the second goal was audacious I mean I've never seen anything like it I thought I'd seen everything I'd seen when, when I used to watch the Canio yeah. but this man's a, a you know he's a different kettle of fish he's just words can't describe him for me he's such an exciting player um, do you think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to to perform at the highest level I week in he, week out because, I think he thrives on it because yeah. he, do, he doesn't seem I mean he had a few bad games last year and it seemed like he was going into his shell a little bit. But as soon as the, the pressure starts coming on, especially with the mm. France squad and the Euros... I think the Euros really helped him Yeah, and well. he just seems to be able to step up to the plate. Yeah. But unfortunately, he's probably the only one when you think about it yeah. at, at the moment, isn't he? So, mm. yeah. The, the other thing I'm worried about with Payet is 2-0, he was great. But then when the pressure starts to ramp up a bit, I find he disappears a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I think we... We put him on a pedestal, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you expect him, don't you? You expect him. You get a free kick around a box. You, you, you're already going to get a drink. Yeah. Think it's a goal, you know. And <laughs> the thing, I'll just on that free kick. When I think of it, what was the like the people hitting their feet on the floor, like uh, like some kind of American 
sport thing. It was bizarre. It's the new, it's the new ground. People stamping their feet on the, on the, on the, on the that's, that's the people going to get a drink because they already <laughs> thought it was in. They thought it was three nil. But yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he, he can go missing in games, but I think all in all. You can't. Uh, he can't be the only one running around, you know. No, exactly. But that is that's what happens with a luxury player, though, isn't yeah. it? At times, sometimes that... you have to sort of forgive them those kind of instances yeah. because yeah. he can pull a match winner out of the bag. Yeah, just, um, just not last weekend. <laughs> uh, in terms of debuts, Zaza, Bianca. Yeah, I thought he looked good. Looked good, yeah. didn't he? I thought he looked quite comfortable. Yeah, I think he'll obviously get better. I think he wore as the game went on, um, but. What I did see, I watched a lot of him because I was I was quite interested in in seeing what he was doing. He was making a lot of good runs, mm. you know, runs that we haven't seen since the Valencia Sacco partnership. Yeah. And he was getting in between the defenders and he was making these little bending runs. Saying that Carroll doesn't offer you, and it, I think at the moment he's just got here, and I think once they learn how to play his way, yeah. and because I've, I feel, I always feel this when Carroll ain't on the pitch, we play the Carroll way, and when he comes on, nobody wants to cross the ball. Um, but he was making a lot of good runs. Once they once they yeah. get the communication, yeah. especially with Pyatt threading the balls for it, I think he's going to score a lot of goals. As a yeah, but I just want quick quick note on our home record before we move on. West Ham have now lost two of their last four Premier League matches at home after going fifteen without defeat beforehand. Is this new stadium going to be a burden, Bianca? No, no? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so either. No, no. Um, if we if we hadn't beat Bournemouth, I think. Then people would have been nervous. Yeah, I think yeah, the win against Bournemouth was, was, was big. We had to get off to a good start. Yeah, um, we got off to a good start. That was a poor game. I think no, I think we can we can make that at home. Especially, I mean, two nil up, the place was rocking. Yeah, and if you yeah. could get it like that, you know, a, a positive result against Southampton, and it starts like that for the next game, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, be the fine. atmosphere can be really good in there. Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah, I mean, the two nil up. I, I, there was a moment when we were all singing, "We've got Payet," and I thought, "This, this is good. This is yeah, really yeah. good." Mm. Like I think, it, I thought at the time, like it must convince a few people who would maybe had doubts that this is going to be really good. Yeah. But then we remembered we were West Ham and we let him fall. <laughs> Don't you think we've, for, we've we've seemed to have forgotten a lot of our old songs though? Yeah. We only seem to sing two or three. <laughs> I then. know. Stand up if you if you love West, West Ham. Ham. Come on, Bubbles and Pyre. And we're going to be it. singing that stand up one all <laughs> no, the time. Yeah. <laughs> Shove your letter up your ass. Uh, yeah, I mean Bubbles doesn't get much hearing. Like no, it doesn't. We used to sing that all the time. Yeah. But they used to be, I remember back in the old days, about seventeen, eighteen years ago, you used to have about twenty songs under your repertoire. You know, just... Well, a lot of them you probably aren't allowed to sing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I there were think... some naughty ones in there. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe a part of that not singing some of our old songs is that people are just looking around now, like thinking, "God, this is an amazing stadium." Mm. And maybe, maybe, you know, like in the same way that getting shifted around has caused this kind of standing sitting thing, people aren't with the people they used to be with, and so they're less confident to start singing songs. It's a conspiracy yeah. theory. A few uh, beers have changed that. Yeah. <laughs> The News About the Brown West Ham podcast is sponsored by BombettaLondon.com. Italian food brought to you by West Ham supporters, other famous West Ham uh, players who are Italian, we've just remembered. Diamante. Ogbonna, as Nicky kindly pointed out. Di Canio. Can we th- is that it, Nicky? Do you think that's it? You're drawing a line under it there? Di Michele. Di Michele. God, yeah. All those players may be down Bombetta London the night you go down there. To make a reservation, bombettalondon.com. 
All right, cool. Well, let's talk about West Ham fan TV. Um, Nicky, it's going, mm. it's going from strength to strength, especially with, with this new Dom character you've invented. <laughs> He's um, not new. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't invent him. He just, <laughs> he just wandered over one day. <laughs> um, how's it going? I mean, the channel's doing great, doing some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's going really well. Um, when we first started it, I've, I, it, I thought our family would be watching and that would be about it. But um, we've just passed 10,000 subscribers we've got something like two million views which is crazy it's crazy to think that two million people have clicked on something that and, and we ain't got a clue what we're doing i'm going to admit <laughs> that right now we have not got a clue what we're doing <laughs> um how would you so i haven't really given much of an introduction but how would you describe it to people who listen to the podcast and maybe haven't seen it it's a brutally honest west Ham channel we try i mean it started actually i've got a bit of a story kumb had a big um part in us starting and Mr Longman who mm-hmm. uh, left recently sadly dead <laughs> he's nice <laughs> um, rest may rest he gave us a lot of advice and, and it was going to be under the KUMB umbrella mm. um, things communication stop and I yeah. think maybe Graham just looked at us and thought they ain't got a clue what they're doing mm. and it started as uh, we do a show called Post Match Pint which is what it all started as um, which is just four lads in a pub talking about the game and that seemed to kick off pretty popular, um, and we just, yeah, we just started going out and talking to the fans. It's just a brutally, it's a lot of swearing. It's not for everybody. I'm going to say that now, but um, there's a big part of what we do is talking to the fans and getting an actual, honest opinion, unfiltered, uncensored, brutal, truthful um, account of what's going on yeah. in, within the club. Yeah. And so, like, my favourite video is obviously Dom after Astra Kajagugu. Um I mean, his anger in that video was palpable, wasn't it? I could see it as he was walking up to me. <laughs> Honestly, I could see it. I was interviewing someone just before him, and his eyes were piercing through me, and I was like, well, it wasn't me, mate, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to have a go at me. But I could see him in the corner of my eye just penting up his, his muscles were tensing, he was tugging on his jacket... He was just, uh, he was livid, and I mean livid. And do you know what? There's a podcast uh, that goes on a Daily Express or Daily Mail, I think it was. I don't want to uh, tarnish anyone with some of their names, but I think it's it definitely a Daily Mail. And a couple of reporters um, started to question about what we do and who we talk to, and am I making them up? Um, can anybody? This is this is the thing. Um, can anybody be that angry with losing a Europa League qualifier? And my response to the guy was, well, yeah, of course they can. Mm. Because the man had been to Romania to watch that yeah. and then come back. And, he's put, you, you know, it's easy to say that when, you know, it, can you really be that? It's easy to say that when people give you tickets and they give you food. And, but, you know, yeah. if you've got to travel to Romania and travel and, and buy your own food and get your own hotel, you know, that Romania trip, I, I think by all accounts, cost people like a thousand pounds. I think some journos do forget what it's like yeah. to be a, a real fan. <laughs> and if you, you know, if you lose a game in that manner to a team you really should be, of course you can be that angry. Yeah. Of course you can. Mm. I, th- I think it's crazy to to incite you, you can't you know I mean I was as, as angry because when you think about that result that was the whole of last season the season before like we we tried so hard to get into the Europa League we gave it everything and like we really pushed at the end to do it we did it got in there and then like you say he probably went he went to the away game spent a thousand pounds take a day off work and he turned up for that second leg <laughs> I think and it's had- just what 
Like, so I yeah. I'm it's incredible how frustrating. It I is. think he'd actually booked all the Europa League dates off. I think that was another <laughs> reason why he was angry. He'd booked them all off from work and started to plan mm. trips abroad. And yeah, of course you can. Yeah, it 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 wound me up. But you know, in, in the video you see, I'm laughing, but I just can't help it because he is so angry. Yeah. You know. I thought he was great though. I thought he was quite articulate. Yeah, he was. Apart from getting his message across, and you know, other fans enjoyed it as well. Went from other teams. Yeah. So, you know, you know, when it's you know, you've done yeah. you've done well getting someone. To oh, fight I mean, like there that. was vines made. Some of the vines that were yeah. <laughs> the George Michael one. Though. Yeah, that was brilliant, and that was a Spurs charm. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to give him any credit, but it was brilliant. It had me crying when I first saw that. But yeah, it's. That's the territory in it. I mean, you can't do this. What I did want to say is, I don't want to turn our club into a circus. I, I know um, you I mean, had Rio you on here you last got, week. You ain't got that much work to do if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I know you had Rio on here last yeah, yeah. week, and he was saying that he wasn't too keen on it, and he was devastated when he found out we had one. But we we do try very hard not to turn it into like a, a viewing gallery for other yeah. people just to, to yeah. poke fun joke and fans. Like yeah. yeah, we we what we do is we try to um you know give entertainment to West Ham fans and and, and don't worry about the rest you know yeah. if if something happens and i think that a man united channel would like it like um you know when sorry i've lost my telephone we'll, we'll, we'll wait <laughs> <laughs> no I, I mean last year like when the liverpool channel um who we work with very right. closely we work with a few he said to me you know, and and this is I've taken this aboard when we first started. Um, he said to me that a Gerard slip video on their channel would do brilliantly. It would get millions of views, but it wouldn't be Liverpool fans watching it. Yeah. You know, it'd be the other yeah, people. Yeah, so yeah. that's what we try to do. We try to keep away from that stuff that the other people would just be poking fun and laughing at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dom, you know, we don't oppress anyone's um, opinions. We don't. We never edit a fan cam. We never, you know, we leave all the swearing in. Everything that goes on is, is, you know, as you see it. But if I thought that it was becoming a bit of a, uh, making us become a bit of a laughing stock, stop it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Well, I hope that's not anytime soon. But <laughs> the way things are going, we can't rule it out. No, no. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's talk. There's a couple, a couple of things we, we need to talk about before you go. Firstly, it's the return of the feature that hasn't been on here for a couple of years is relegation watch. Oh. Um, are we going down? Are we going down? Nicky? Definitely not. Reckon? No, definitely not. No? No, positive result next week against yeah. West Brom. Another one against Southampton. Then we'll be up, uh, you know, back where we was last year. Yeah. 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 Um, we put your life on it, Bianca, you think? We're yeah. definitely Really? We're not going down. Come I on. Mean, I've, I don't know. It'll be there'll be a whole new sort of atmosphere and mood. As we'll just need a couple of results, which we will get. Yeah. Yeah. I know we look like the West Ham of old at the weekend, <laughs> but I don't think we are. Yeah. I think there's the the character is is a lot stronger now. Yeah. Do you think Billich will be giving them a rollicking? Do you think he he do you, like what kind of, what kind of man management skill? Because this is a crisis. The big, well, the first big crisis he's had to deal with. So, what is he like in that dressing room? Is he going to be shouting at them? Is he going to be? I don't think a lot of the, those players need to be told they had a, yeah. a shit game, do they? Really? Mm. No. Um, you know, it was just switching off at vi vital moments. You're not keeping your shape, concentration. They know all of that. Yeah. Um, I think they'll just sort of go through their drills. 
and and he'll just drum it into them. I don't think he'll be tearing strips off. Yeah, the I think players. he's an arm around the shoulder type of guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think do. he'd be sort of going up to James and say, "Look, you know, you didn't have a great game today, but don't do it again. Yeah, don't yeah. do it again. Mm. Otherwise, you know, um, Angelo's sitting on the sideline waiting to come exactly. in. Yeah. Uh, I think he's that type of guy. I don't think he's a Fergie hair dryer type yeah. of guy. I think yeah. he's too intelligent to, to yeah. shout. Isn't he? I well, never Michael heard him Antonio his said that to me when he was playing him out of position. He said that, you know, even though. The, Antonio wasn't happy about the situation they did actually talk and the communication was good and he said that is what uh, is one of Bilic's great skills that mm. he manages to do that you know even though Antonio obviously hates playing mm. uh, at right back you know he did it for the team and, and Bilic always sort of spoke to him and they were always sort of talking about it and luckily he's uh, he's not playing there anymore and hopefully yeah. he won't again yeah um, I, I only say this because I know David Sullivan has said it and I want Billich to say like for a long time but he mm. he once said that no manager can survive seven defeats in a row we're on two we've lost three of four Premier League games oh this my. season are you <laughs> serious? Do you think, hey got to ask a question Le journalist um, do you think Nick do you think Nicky there's any version of events where Slav could get sacked before Christmas? Uh, no Good. I don't. No, not not a chance. I mean, they know they've got a good guy there. I mean, yeah. um, there's people been saying like, I mean, Twitter sometimes is a cesspool, isn't it? I mean, you look on there. People are calling for his head today. Yeah, and they were calling. They yeah. Was, yeah, they no. was. They were saying who? He's, he's lost. Uh, who are these idiots? I, I, I should have bought bought a list because I want to name the shame. Who do they? Who do they want to take over? I don't know. Hello, Someone guys. said Benitez. <laughs> Someone said we should have got Benitez. We should have got Benitez. Like I who's managing in the championship? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think there's any chance. He had a lot of injuries to start. Them two games, um, Bournemouth was a good win, actually, because, you know, our squad was depleted, mm. no matter what you say. And, you know, going to Chelsea and, and, and Man City with that sort of squad, you know, you put and we pushed them. You know, yeah. we pushed them two sides to the limit. Even though we was bad, Chelsea were lucky to come away with three points. Mm. And Man City, although they trounced us, they was lucky to have Aguero on the pitch. I think if it had got sent off, it would yeah. have been a different game. And we've we've sort of, but the capitulation it, it, it echoes from last season. I think they'll kick on from here. The yeah. players coming back every week now. Uh, we've got some big players out. Andy will be back soon. And new, um, and new players sort of finding their feet as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I think there's not a lot of Premier League experience in there. You know, the yeah. likes of I know so Gokhan Torres getting a lot of uh, abuse from. Yeah. You know, he seems to be the new Valencia since Valencia's left now. Everyone wants to direct their yeah. anger towards Gokhan Torres. Yeah, yeah. He, he put in a, an inch perfect yeah. cross for the Antonio um, goal. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, has people, he been? Was he poor then at the weekend? He was poor against Astra. Um, he hasn't looked like he did, he did that cross. I haven't thought he's terrible. He's not on Valencia. He's not on the same scale as Valencia as being terrible, in my opinion. But the, a lot of people are. Yeah, there's a lot of um, knives out for but him. But they're, they're finding they're finding their feet. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a, not a lot of Premier League experience there. There's not a lot when you look at the signings mm. that we made. Um, it's probably Ayu and Arbeloa that are the only ones that played in the Premier League. Yeah. So not everyone can hit the ground running like a Lanzini or a Payet where mm. they're going to come straight in and take to the league. So. Yeah, five games, you know, get a couple of scrappy one nils under our belt, get everyone bedding into the team, knowing what they're doing. As I said, Zaza will come good because yeah. they'll start spotting the runs that he's making. Yeah. And I think we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yes. 
All right. Well, that's relegation watch over for another week. Um, <laughs> just quick, just quickly, I wanted to kind of uh, just touch on the board and how you think the board are doing because they've come in for a lot of stick, both with the stadium move, our signings, you know, the way they're handling business. Uh, maybe we could do a little work appraisal, see how you think they're getting on. I mean, Karen Brady's image appeared on the big screen against Standing Watford, up. and she got booed. <laughs> did <laughs> she? Yeah. So, I mean, the guy, by the way, the guys offering the operating the screens had a nightmare because they did that, and then they they zoomed in on the guys having the fight in the. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. that was briefly, I mean, I mean, so West Ham, it's unbelievable. Oh, um, do you think the board are, are at fault for a lot of this? Do you think they're doing well? I mean, how would you compare them to the Icelandics and Terry Brown? A hundred times better than them two. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would say about the move um, and what I don't agree with, I think, I think we was lied to a little bit. Yeah. I think we was lied to a little bit. I got a computer image at home. Um, from where I'm sitting and we took a sneaky photo and it doesn't look anything like it really nothing like it the pitch is so much closer in the photo uh, in the computer generated image they said that um, we could go and, and view the seats before we you know before the season kicked off that's it I don't think it was ready to be yeah. to be fair so that sort of went out the window um, the running track that they I think they was very clever in the marketing of that when they said um, the running track would be covered because I think what they failed to, to, to tell everyone it wouldn't be covered by seats it'd be covered by some awful green tarpaulin that has you know that would burn your eyes if you look at it for too long but um, apart from that and you know they're doing a great job I mean you can't you got two West Ham fans saved us from absolute Ruin. Ruin, yeah, from being a Portsmouth, maybe mm. going out of the league, maybe going out of existence. So you can't fault them for that. Um, I think they'll sell. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think they'll sell sooner than they say they're going to sell. I think they're looking to get out now. But if they get out now and they've made a hefty profit and they've left us in the position we are, how can you argue? How can yeah. you argue with that? Do you, I mean, it seems now there's a younger generation of fans who maybe don't remember who Terry Brown was. I mean that was that was the case for a long time. Certainly, you know, awful times. I yeah. thought from, from as well, a chairman, it was awful. Wasn't it was it? awful. You like would sell our best players. You wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't say anything. They wouldn't I mean, even yeah. tell the manager half the time. It just packed their bags yeah. and go right. You're off to Leicester. Yeah. Off and, you go. Andy yeah. Impey and all that. I mean, is it the case that younger fans don't remember what it was like? Well, they wouldn't do because they weren't yeah. there. Yeah. But um, I mean, they they were horrific times as well. And I think we um, now they're kind of being spoilt a little bit, you know, because they haven't come from nothing, you know. They've they've seen some. All right, yeah, we had a few lean moments, mm. didn't we, with the whole Icelandics and the Avram Grant, but they haven't really been, you know, the poor relation of the league and the Premier League years. It's all jazzy and isn't it? Um, and they don't remember what it was like. Yeah, you know, division. One one of the testaments to the guys is when when is the last time you known one of our best players to leave? Yeah, our top player. I mean, under Terry Brown, not so much the Icelandics weren't there for long enough, but I'm sure it would have gone down that route as well. But especially seeing as he had, had no money left, he'd have been <laughs> flogging everyone left, <laughs> right, centre. But um, I think the last one I can really remember is Craig Bellamy. Yeah, and that was how long ago? I think that was before. The Sullivan and Gold come in, yeah. but yeah, it was. you know Terry Brown managing now. 
pay £10 million for Payet. If they'd have come in for £60 million, pounds, See he, would have, he would have drove him there himself. You know, <laughs> it, it, Honestly, he would have been in his car, getting the car, Dimitri, pack your yeah. bags, off we go. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's a massive thing. You know, the business side of it is the business side of it. But you can't fault them for the playing staff side. They've kept hold of Dimmy. There was people telling me, there's no chance he's staying. He's never going to stay. Yeah. He's never going to stay. But, the, you know, they kept to their word. They yeah. said, he's not leaving. And that's it, you know. And at the moment, at that moment in time, he was probably the most sought-after player in the world that that was available, Messi and Ronaldo taken out. You know, he's probably in the top 10 players in the world at that time. And they've said, no, he's not going anywhere. He's staying. He's happy here. Mm. We're not taking any money. £100 million to get him. And they know no one's going to pay that for a 30-year-old. And they've kept to their word with that. You know, the playing staff goes from strength to strength. Yeah, I think they've done really well in the transfer market. Yeah. They work, do work really hard. And they seem to be on the same page as Slaven. Mm. You know, and that's so important. They give Slaven a, a bit of sort of autonomy. But they also, they can pick out a, you know, a transfer themselves. They can spot a player, mm. which is great. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, sometimes I worry it sounds too one-sided when we talk about the chairman and, and doing a good job on that. But I mean... I genuinely believe it was used to be so much worse than this. Of course. Yeah. I mean, Harry Redknapp turned up to, to a match one day and he had a person in his team and he said, no, we sold him to Leicester this morning. Mm. <laughs> Terry yeah. Brown was an awful chairman. <laughs> like to be, And I know he still sits on the board at West Ham, but, you know, uh, was it all about money? I don't know. I, I don't know what it was all about, but... Yeah, I mean, if you think these two chairmen are bad, you you just, yeah. you, you, you ain't seen nothing. You know, go back in <laughs> the past. It's because there was no transparency, really. Yeah. You know, there was he never sort of spoke to anybody. Nobody ever knew what was I mean, going. It was just very shadowy, wasn't it? You could never accuse then. Terry Brown of lying because he wouldn't say anything. <clears throat> no. Yeah. That's so right. like, so like, at least the chairman come out and they said, "We want to, we want to do this." Oh, you you lied to us. You didn't do that. Terry Brown wouldn't say anything. Yeah. And you just you just you never just, knew where you never you knew. Were. You never and that's why there happening. were all the protests and everything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, there is one thing I would say about the two chairmen. Um, sometimes I think they can be a bit too transparent. Yeah. You know, they, there's too much. They say, you know, and I know that they wear their hearts on their sleeves and they are, you know, real fans. And yeah. and sometimes I think they can really put their foot in their mouth when it comes to talking to the press, you know. Yeah. And especially with transfers. I mean, there's transfer stuff getting leaked out left, right and centre, isn't there? We all know what's going on before, I think, the mm. board do. Um, but, yeah, maybe they should, you know, keep the kids off social media for a little while, keep themselves off of social media, probably until the transfer window's done, and then you can say what you want. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'd say, yeah. yeah. When you Joining us now on the Knees of the Brown West Ham podcast, it's a surprise. We're recording this after everyone has left, uh, after Nicky and Bank have gone home, because suddenly I just realised, oh, we could we could do this now, because we live in 2016. Joining us on the phone, the former co-host of the Knees of the Brown West Ham podcast, is James Longman. How are you? Nicky had very nice things to say about you, mate. Oh, he's a good man. It's a good good little channel he's got going there. I've worked hard, those boys. Yeah, and the the other thing to note as well. Speaking of working hard and getting your rewards, you won an Emmy last night. You've come a long Emmy way. Emmy award winning. <laughs> You've come a long way from the FBAs, mate. 
No, I still I still bitter about that. <laughs> that was that, the FBA's was a big one for me. <laughs> Would you have swapped? <laughs> In a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, I mean, what's been going on? West Ham? Uh, oh, shocker. Don't know. The crowd trouble? A, what's your sense of it with talking oh, to people out it, there? We're just, I mean, it just looks like uh, Armageddon. Following, following everything on Twitter and on all the websites, it just sounds like it's uh, terrible. I don't know how, how, how actually is it? Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> is it's it the end? Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty bad. We were talking about it just earlier on the show, but you know, there's there's a there's a lot of standing and sitting. If you go on the KMB forum, it's, I mean, it's that. There's a lot of people kind of angry with each other. Yeah, it's it's hard, um, it's hard to know where you go really from here. Yeah. Well, I was chatting to a few uh, Man City fans, and they kind of said that it took a while to bed into their new stadium, and I think this season will just be one of bedding in. Uh, they had the same issues, I think, with standing, sitting, new fans coming. You know, no atmosphere. So I think Man City uh, rode the wave and finally got there. You just have to kind of get on with it. It will just be a season of transition, I think. It's ups and bumps always going to be hugely missed. Um, and the team aren't playing very well. So that's a big problem. If we're suddenly playing well, I don't think we'd have these problems. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help, does it? It doesn't happen no. it help at all. The frustrations of losing 4-2 to um, Watford at home in a new stadium is just going to increase the frustration of everything especially being 2-0 up I, I mean really <laughs> where did you watch it uh, I got up because it was on at 7 o'clock so I got up to watch it which was after 5 hours sleep which was a real treat um, but our defence is we've had we had these issues last season our defence which we just kind of skimmed over a little bit because we had such a good season but it just doesn't you know everyone's just Backpedaling, there's a connection between defence and midfield. Collins and Byram aren't connecting. Uh, Adrian, I don't know what's going on there, but it just seems shambolic. Noble, as much as I love him, hasn't started firing yet this season. So we just seem like it's all different parts not gelling. Yeah. Um, and you know, hopefully it's a wake-up call. Yeah, it feels like West Ham's like Optimus Prime made out of like, the wrong robots. <laughs> Prime. Yeah. I love that man. Uh, uh, what, a, what an auto pop. <laughs> Optimus Subprime. What at the end of Transformers movie? No, at the start of Transformers movie, I think the original cartoon one, Prime uh, is, dies and they uh, Galvatron takes over. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, that's the right way around. Or is it Rodimus Prime? Might be Rodimus Prime. Yeah. <laughs> a, a metaphor for our season, perhaps. We'll wait, <laughs> yeah. we'll wait and see. Um, yeah. And how's. I think there's a lot of. It's, it seems everyone seems so frustrated on Twitter, Twitter, which I understand the standing, the sitting, the fight. I don't know what's going on with all the fighting, um, but Matty Lawless's uh, Twitter feed was quite shocking to read. Actually, I don't understand it. I don't understand why. You know, there's so many different issues about the stewards and the police and whatever that needs to get sorted. But also, fans just fighting each other. There's not much to do about that. Fans are just going to fight if you've got that mentality. That seems mad. Yeah. It's the difficult thing, isn't it? Like people blaming the stewards when it's when you can't blame it for a couple of guys fighting. Um, we've also got a special special guest. I'm just going to pass you over. Go. On. Hey, Chris. It's James. How are you? Hey, James. What? How's it going? What a lovely surprise. That was a lovely surprise after the weekend. Jeez. <laughs> Can you give were you there? Some... What happened? I've, I mean, it's, we were just discussing the show. It was just a bit of a shambles, shambles all around. What was your view? 
Well, I was just, you know, I thought we were great that first few minutes. It was fantastic because you have to take some hope from that. But defensively, it was really poor. Yeah. Really, really poor. Terrible. And then also just watching those videos with the fans fighting and stuff. So, oh, come on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's really upsetting that that would be. I really hope that we understand as people sitting in different seats in different places that would act a certain way at a different game and all those things. But it's still grown men <laughs> shouting at each other with the same tops on. Do you know what I mean? I know. Like, so if, yeah. If we're not, to, how, you know, we we can't expect the team to play well if we as fans don't behave well, and that's ultimately all it goes comes down to. I think. Yeah. I mean, do you think you know. it's the do you think it's the club's fault? I mean, can we attribute? And there's a lot of people trying to blame the club. Do you think it's anything to do with the club, or is this just a? I don't think you can blame the club for people acting in that way and manner. Do you know what I mean? I, I think it's it's terrible, and I think you know if you're moaning about stewards and things like that, it's yes, of course, it, it, there could be more people, but it's up to us how we behave. You know, all of those people will sit next to each other in a theatre, they'll sit next to each other in a cinema, they'll sit next to each other in a restaurant, they'll sit next to each other in all walks of life, you know. Mm. Some of them have probably tried the same shoes on. Do you know what I mean? You try yeah. a pair of shoes on, you don't like them, another guy comes in and buys them, and it's like, that's the world we're living in. We're all, you know, one of them might come and look around your house, you don't even know it. Do you know what I mean? We're all still just people. Yeah. It's like, it's really nothing to have a fight about. We should be, this should be a glorious time in our club's history where we say you know we, we keep telling we keep saying this thing that we're a really big club and we, we, you know we want to be a big force not just in the Premier League but not just in London you know but it, uh, and and you sort of can't when that's happening really I just don't think I just don't think we need it yeah I don't I don't I don't know what is achieved from it really yeah seems a bit you know pointless yeah, well, we, have, we have a feature called Relegation Watch that, as James will know, we used to do quite regularly. Yeah, I'm bringing it back. Do you, I mean, where do you stand on relegation? I think it's a bit early to start thinking about relegation. I think we're, you know, I remember the first game that James and I watched over here when he came to my house and we watched Watford away last season and we were atrocious then and they, they were they were awful. We were actually better in this game than we were in <laughs> that game last season. We were atrocious. So I don't think we need to start getting carried away and thinking about that but I do think of course now there's a really big impetus on this West Brom game you know I also think there might be a little fraction of, of the, the, the way that people have written about West Ham in the last year uh, you know that there's you know perhaps a touch of complacency thinking that we, we can win these games and we don't need to try and that's just not the case in the Premier League there's no games off every team can beat anybody on their day and we can't we've really got to turn up every game you know and yeah. I really feel like with the, the, the front the forward players that we've got I would hope that we can always score goals you know but it, it really doesn't mean anything if we concede at the other end yeah obviously I think you know like Sam Byram I, I really think is is going to be a fantastic right back I really do whether he's quite there at this particular moment, you know, uh, remains to be seen. So I think the sooner the Arbaloa, it's Arbaloa, isn't it? Yeah, as soon, yeah. As, the, the, as soon as the quicker he gets in the team, that bit of experience will really help, you know. And Adrian had a, had a bad day and he hasn't had that many bad days for us, so we can't sort of gripe too much. I think you've just now got to think this can either be the team we are this season or it can be a, 
a game where we go, Oof, we were terrible that day rather than being mm. terrible that season, you know? Yeah. Um, Tony Poulis is West Brom this weekend. Yes. Feeling positive yes. about it. We don't do well. Well, we're never great against Pulis. That, that worries me a bit. But I, I would worry if we can't beat West Brom. If we're losing to Watford and we lose to West Brom, then, then that, that would worry me. Because I just think, with you know, the, the players we've got up front, we, we just should be... We should be able to beat these teams, and we, should, we also need to get. We also need to just win some ugly games, like we did against Bournemouth. We were terrible against Bournemouth. I thought, I thought we were atrocious, but you know, we got the win, and maybe that sort of just fudged where we're actually at as a as a club right now, as a team. But you know, talking to like Man City fans and stuff, apparently that's what they said when they moved into the the Etihad Stadium. That it, you know, that it was terrible the first season. No one quite knew what was going on where they were you know what I mean no one's quite worked out where they want to sit there's obviously a lot of new fans there and you know but we really have to pull together amongst the team and make it that every time every time people come to the Olympic Stadium that they have a, that they have a great time and see great football because we actually really really need away fans to come for us to fill that stadium every week mm. and what you don't want is away fans going oh I'm not going to take my kids to that game because it's a bit rough you know yeah absolutely uh, and lastly congratulations you won an Emmy last night do you think maybe Slav will get you in there doing team talks kind of spreading the message of success no I think we'll be in real trouble if that's where we get to I think if that's where I think that I think if I think if we reach that then, then your relegation watch can really can really ramp up I would hope I would I hope I hope to God that call never comes and if it does I'll say I think we I think we might need a different strategy here guys right I'm going to pass you back to Long Mania cool. nice to talk to you Chris. nice to talk to you see you mate see you Come later you hello mate yeah there we go do you think you James if you had to give a team talk based on your Emmy success and telling how telling the squad how to perform at the highest level how might it begin sort your shit out <laughs> <laughs> Drops Mike. <laughs> We're all having a nice time. Let's enjoy it. Yeah. We just go through the usual stuff. I'm not billeted to them after a performance like that. Yeah, we were talking about that. Do you think he shouts at them? He must he must be furious because some of it is such basic mistakes. Like Collins Adrian goal. I mean, come on. It's so basic. Yeah. You know, sh- shut down players. Why why are these average Watford forwards running past our defence made them look like a Maradona up there <laughs> and that what's his name Dealey he's got about 50 stone <laughs> I know and he's scoring goal like he's probably scored goal of the month I know oh, disaster it will get better I'm yeah. not worried I just think it's going to be a season where we're going to be alright and we'll probably finish about 14th yeah it's just a euphoria of last season you suddenly go oh this is the reality of West Ham yeah um, a couple of little bits of insight for our listeners where are you standing right now where are, like what can you see what, what can I say you sound like you're in a I'm car park I'm essentially on the roof um, at CBS yeah uh, they've got they kindly they've bought some champagne for everyone so thank you all right and we're going to have some and later on I'll be shooting a sketch with Meg Ryan <laughs> wow <laughs> is she, I mean is she, I imagine that's going to be quite hard work such is the ridiculous world that I now inhabit. Yeah. And um, where are you watching the West Brom game? Uh, I'll be watching at home. It's another. It's a three o'clock kickoff again. I think so. It's my nemesis, Pulis. 
Yeah. Oh. yeah. I felt for you, actually. Do you feel, oh. will, will he be wearing a baseball cap or not? Say again? Will he be wearing a baseball cap? <laughs> baseball and a cheap tracky <laughs> shell suit, but a flammable shell suit. <laughs> it would be funny if someone lit a cigarette near him and just um, exploded. <laughs> like, like all those warnings in the 80s, finally come home to roost. <laughs> My work's night, try and get him. Um, yeah, uh, who knows? And b- before you go, you just before we started recording, you you, you mentioned there's going to be a big interview you're going to do in a few weeks that uh, it should be big. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, I have a man. I'm going to give you a little clue, but a man who we used to love has moved out here um, for his work, for his job, yeah. um, and hopefully I'll be getting an interview with him. big things. Player, very exciting. That's exciting, isn't very it? Very exciting. Yeah, I'm actually really excited. Yeah. Cult hero. Yeah. He moved out here for his job. There's a little quick clue for you. And I haven't heard, I don't think I've heard an interview with him like the style you you would no doubt pull off. No, it should be interesting. Yeah. We've got lots to say to each other. <laughs> I look forward to it. Okay. Cool, man. Enjoy your champagne. Be careful up on that roof. Thanks so much. Come on your own. All right. Catch you later. Nice. All right. Well, West Brom away, big game. He's got Slav's got to save his job, Nicky. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> do you, um, well, Hawthorne's traditionally not a great hunting ground for West Ham. Do you, do you see us getting a result? Is that they're going to have a rocket up them? We'll win two 0 Really? That just like that. Drops, just like drops that. mic. Yep. Drop the mic. <laughs> out, out the door. Go. We're going to win two 0 Zaza will get one and Pilot sticking a free kick. Yeah, yeah getting free nice. kicks down again. Yeah. Bianca, like, um he's under a bit of pressure at uh, the Hawthorns, isn't he? What's his name? The, that evil man with a cap. Don't call him that. He's nice. <laughs> Come on. Pulis. Have you ever met him? No. Well then, shut I up. Want, I wouldn't want to. I have. He's a nice fella. Really? Yeah, he's really, really nice. Yeah. He's one of the good ones. Is he? One of the yeah. good guys? He is one of the good guys. Although I do hope we slap them <laughs> at the weekend. I, I think it'll be a tight one. I think it might be a nil-nil. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's had a few he's had a few of those, haven't they, West Brom recently? Mm. And the crowd get on their backs. They're not in a great position either. Yeah. Yeah, they're not, they're not doing great. They lost the weekend. I don't want to say relegation six-pointer. No, shut up before I hit you with this microphone. Uh, so what are you saying, Bianca? What are you saying? Nil-nil. Nil-nil. Going for two-nil, Nicky? Yep. Two right. If we okay. win, it, it'll just be the one goal. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right. Well, um, I'll just say one-nil West Ham and just see, see what happens. Got yeah. a few on that. Excellent. All right, Nicky, thank you very much for joining us. No worries. Your channel. Tell, how can everyone get in touch with the channel? And uh, follow and... You can follow us on Twitter, West Ham Fan TV on our YouTube um, just type in West Ham Fan TV you'll come up with some ridiculous badly edited badly <laughs> produced video that we've done but if you like to um, see honest people talking about honest, honestly about West Ham then that's where the place to go I'm a massive fan of this show by the way I must oh, say. Good. I've listened to this for years Oh, years oh, wow. and years and years and, and just like your initial impressions of the studio for a little insight for listeners um Aeroplane toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, it's been a pleasure to have you here, Bianca. Thank you very much. All right, no we'll, problem. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, come on, you irons! Come on, you irons! <laughs>